Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection, an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. We open today's program with a lively tune recorded in San Francisco on May 6, 1946 by Lou Waters' Yerba Buena Jazz Band. This was issued on Lou Waters' own record label, West Coast Records, number 109, and the title is I'm Going Hunting." A tune called I'm Going Hunting, played by Lou Waters' Yerba Buena Jazz Band in May of 1946. They were reviving a tune that had been written and first recorded about 19 years earlier in 1927 by Jimmy Bertrand's washboard wizards, including Louis Armstrong on trumpet and Jimmy Blythe at the piano and Johnny Dodds on clarinet. In this case, in Lou Waters' Yerba Buena Jazz Band, we heard Lou Waters and Bob Scobie playing the trumpet, 
Turk Murphy on trombone, Bob Helm playing clarinet, Walter Rose on piano, Dick Lammy, bass, Harry Mordecai playing the banjo, and Bill Dart rounding out the ensemble on drums. A good way to start off today's edition of the Shellac Stack. If you're just joining us, my name is Brian Wright, and we're listening to 78 RPM records of the 1920s, 30s, and 40s here today. And we've got a bit of a theme going on today's program. If the tune I'm Going Hunting is new to you, its composer is certainly not. <laughs> the composer we're going to spotlight on today's program is a fellow who copyrighted more than 400 songs in his career, but is suspected to have composed many more than that. One of his colleagues described him as, quote, the soul of melody, a man who made the piano sing, both big in body and in mind, known for his generosity, a bubbling bundle of joy. I had to quote that because I can't think of a better way to describe our star of the day. <laughs> Fats Waller is the composer we'll be saluting on today's Shellac Stack program. I've got a number of his famous selections queued up, along with some obscurities, things like I'm Going Hunting and uh, others that you might not have heard unless you're a real diehard Fats Waller devotee. And I know we have at least one person out there who listens regularly. <laughs> we'll say hello to Joe out in California, who I know is a big Fats Waller fan. Not only the world's biggest Fats Waller fan, but the universe's biggest Fats Waller fan. So I have to mind my P's and Q's today so I don't slip up and say something that isn't uh, 100% correct, because <laughs> we never do that around here, do we? Um, anyway, I'm glad you could be here, and I think we're going to have fun. We're going to start our next set with a record made for the Grey Gull label in November of 1929. Fortunately, I was able to track down a pressing of this made in the UK on the Piccadilly label, which has a much nicer surface than the grainy Grey Gull pressings made here in the States. It's Piccadilly record number 491 credited on the label to the White Star Syncopators, really just a house band at the Grey Gull label with Irving Kaufman, the vocalist for a Fat Swaller and Andy Razaf composition called My Fate is in Your Hands. <laughs> Fate is in your hands. 
record I've loved for years since I found my first copy while a teenager. That was Al Gehring's Dance Orchestra, really a group directed, I think, by saxophonist Jack Pettis, and a thing called Candied Sweets that was written in part by Al Gehring, Jack Pettis, and Fats Waller, recorded in New York City on December 22, 1927. Before that, we went to the Hotel Roosevelt in New Orleans for a recording by Albert Bruni's and the Halfway House Dance Orchestra on Columbia 541-D. That was Squeeze Me, of course, the famous Waller and Williams composition. And starting the set, the Grey Gull Studio Band with Irving Kaufman singing a very pleasant rendition of My Fate is in Your Hands from November of 1929. That's one of those songs that is uh, never too far from mind. I mean, when I hear it, I recognize it, and yet... It hadn't occurred to me, or I hadn't realized until I was pulling records for today's program, that that was a Fats Waller composition. Just goes to show, Fats is the composer who keeps on giving. I mentioned at the start of the program that in his career he copyrighted over 400 songs, but it is widely suspected that he composed many more than that. Fats in the 1920s and into the 30s was very often in need of money and would compose songs very quickly and then sell them outright for a single cash payment to a publisher or another composer who would then turn around and publish it under their own name. Uh, Fats lost control of quite a few good songs this way, and it's not known exactly how many went this route, but uh, there are probably quite a few more songs out there that we don't even realize are Fats Waller compositions. But all of the ones on today's program... uh, are verified Fats Waller compositions. And in addition to being such a good composer, as we all know, Fats was an incredible pianist. Uh, He was also an organist, a violinist, a singer. I mean, uh, really, a multi-talented individual. And uh, I thought we would listen to Fats himself play a couple of his stride piano showpieces, both of these recorded in a single session in New York on November 16th, 1934, for the Victor label. First, we'll hear his Alligator Crawl, followed by Viper's Drag. Two piano solos now by Fats Waller.
Fats Waller himself at the piano with two of his own stride compositions, both recorded November 16, 1934. First it was Alligator Crawl, followed by Viper's Drag. Well, in the next set, I've got three more pianists playing the music of Fats Waller. First, Carol Gibbons and his boyfriends recording in London in about July of 1936, a little seldom-heard Fats Waller composition called Sugar Rose. This is on the Columbia label, FB1471. And then we'll hear Nat Jaffe at the piano, along with Sid Jacobs on bass, 
for a recording made shortly after Fat Swaller died and issued as part of a multi-disc album set dedicated to Fat Swaller on the Signature label. It's Signature 28111. The tune, well known I'm sure to you, is called What Did I Do to Be So Black and Blue? One of those compositions by both Fats Waller and Andy Razaf. And then, wrapping up this set, we'll turn to Errol Garner and his trio, a recording made in September of 1949 and issued on the Three Deuces label, the Three Deuces being a club where Errol Garner was playing at the time. Record number 507, the title is Jitterbug Waltz. Starting this little set, Carol Gibbons and his boyfriend's Sugar Rose. Thank you. 
one of Fat Swaller's most beautiful and haunting melodies, I think, the Jitterbug Waltz, played by the Errol Garner Trio in 1949. Before that, from 1944, Nat Jaffe at the piano with Sid Jacobs on bass and What Did I Do to Be So Black and Blue? And starting the set in London, in 1936, we heard Carol Gibbons and his boyfriend's Sugar Rose. If you're just joining us, my name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack, where today we're listening to the music of Fats Waller, including some performances by Fats himself, but mostly Fats's music interpreted by other musicians. Fats was about 15 when he dropped out of high school and went to work full-time as an organist in a theater in his native New York City. Within a year, he was composing his own pieces and soon thereafter began publishing. And as I mentioned earlier, by the time he died at the age of 39 in 1943, he had more than 400 copyrighted selections to his credit. Um, How many more than that he composed, we'll probably never know. But even at 400 uh, or so, over a span of about 23 years, that's still averaging nearly 20 selections per year, (laughs) which uh, I think a lot of people would be envious of that kind of an output. And we're just sampling just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, here today. We're going to turn back to some dance bands now. First, the High Steppers, recording for the Crown label in March of 1932. Dick Robertson will be the vocalist here on another Razaf and Waller collaboration. This one, Keeping out of mischief now. And then it's Isham Jones and his orchestra on Victor 24394 from August 28, 1933. A very nice sounding record made in the church studio that Victor ran in Camden, New Jersey. Eddie Stone, the vocalist on yet another Razaf and Waller collaboration, Ain't You Glad? And then Billy Butterfield and his orchestra take us into the 1940s and a bit of a modernized arrangement of <laughs> a third Razaf and Waller collaboration, Ain't Misbehavin'. It's capital 371. Three more from the pen of Fats Waller, beginning with Keeping Out of Mischief Now. <laughs> of mischief now Really I'm in love and how I'm through playing with fire It's you whom I desire All the world can plainly see You're the only one for me I have told them in advance They can't break up our romance 
Living up to every vow Keeping out of mischief now mated for each other ain't you glad we have waited for each other we agree constantly life is just a symphony of perfect harmony ain't you glad how we get along together ain't you glad we can laugh at stormy weather folks declare what a pair they can see we're happy ain't you glad just like two lovers on picture covers in spite of sun or rain we find romance every street we meet is lovers lane ain't you glad that our kisses keep their flavor ain't you glad everything is in our favor every day we can say everything is rosy ain't you glad
walk with all by myself No one to walk with but I'm happy on the shelf Ain't misbehaving, I'm saving my love for you I know for certain, the one I love I'm through with flirting, just you I'm thinking of Ain't misbehaving, I'm saving my love for you Like Jack Horner in his corner Don't go nowhere, what do I care Your kisses are worth waiting for Baby, I don't stay out late, don't get a go I'm home about eight, just me and my radio Ain't misbehaving, I'm saving my love for you Billy Butterfield playing trumpet, singing, and leading the orchestra through Ain't Misbehavin' in about 1946, a recording on the Capitol label. I don't often hear Billy Butterfield sing on records, but after hearing that, I have to say he sounds a bit to my ears like Jack Teagarden. I'm not saying he's a dead ringer for Teagarden, but there's more than a shade of Teagarden's styling and phrasing and the way Billy Butterfield sings that. I think most of us with an interest in music of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, probably can't remember the first time that we heard some of these very famous household names of the music business from that era. I'm thinking of people like Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller, Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington. I mean, I, I really couldn't tell you when I first encountered their names or their music, and yet with Fats Waller, I remember distinctly when I first heard the name Fats Waller, and it took me by surprise. How could anybody be called Fats <laughs> as a name? But it was from my piano teacher, of all people. I was taking classical piano lessons. Uh, I was about probably 10 or 11 years old and studying the music of Schumann and Schubert and Beethoven and Mozart and Haydn and those other good Austro-Germanic composers of the 18th, 19th, early 20th centuries, and along the way, I was also listening on my own time to some of the music of George Winston, and particularly finding myself drawn, (laughs) you laugh probably, but drawn to some of the more stride-like playing that George Winston would occasionally uh, lapse into, and I mentioned this to my piano teacher, and she said, well, if you like that, you really should listen to Fats Waller, and uh, she was not, to my knowledge, any great fan of jazz or ragtime or any of that, Uh, Who knows, maybe she was, but we didn't bring it into lessons. But she recommended I check out Fat Swaller. And uh, some weeks later, I was at the mall and found a CD of Fat Swaller and spent a couple weeks of allowance to buy it and uh, was really taken with it. And ever since, and I've considered myself a Fat Swaller fan. More information than you ever wanted to know about where I got into Fat Swaller. But let's just listen to some more records now. In fact, we're going to hear two from the same session featuring Fats Waller and his buddies, recorded in Liederkranz Hall in New York City, March 1st, 1929. Both of these Fats Waller compositions. First, the minor drag, followed by Harlem Fuss. And I've heard it said that really these titles should be reversed, that on an early issue of the record, they accidentally swapped the labels because 
Minor drag sounds more like something that should be called Harlem Fuss and vice versa. Anyway, I'm telling you how it's credited on the label. Let's have a listen. Thank you. 
just couldn't let our little salute to Fats Waller end without slipping in one version of Honeysuckle Rose. We heard it played there by Benny Goodman's orchestra, November 22nd, 1939, Columbia 35319. Well, that's all the time we have on today's Shellac Stack program. I hope you enjoyed this whirlwind tour of the music of Fats Waller. There's so much more out there, but we'll have to save it for another time. I thank you very much for tuning in. This is Brian Wright saying, until next time, take care and bye-bye. Thank you.